0: victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thanks be to God who always gives us the victory. Hallelujah. Lord, we give you glory and honor and praise. Come on, somebody ought to give him glory. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Amen. You know, sometimes it's good just to just a shout in the devil's face. He's shouting in yours all week long. Just remind him, amen, that Jesus is still on the throne. Amen. And God is still in control, and God knows exactly what he's doing. And, amen, I, I, I think sometimes we got to confuse the enemy. It's kind of what they did when they sent Judah out first, and they started praising God. There's something that happens, amen, that just confounds the enemy. The Bible talks about that light confounds the darkness. There's just something that happens when people start praising God, Amen. Even if they don't necessarily feel like it at the moment, they praise him in advance. Amen. For the victory that they will receive. Amen. I think we got some folks that got victory in the house of God. Amen. And I'm thanking the Lord for what he's been doing. How many enjoyed that service on Sunday? Amen. Amen. I, I always, you know, I, I put it this way I'm the assistant pastor. Amen. Y'all thought I was the pastor. I'm the assistant pastor. Jesus is the pastor. And so if he wants to take over, amen, we want to give him leave to just move in whatever way. Powerful move of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Many things happen, and God gave us a word, and God was touching people. You never know what happens in those moments. Uh, let's be real. Amen. Sometimes those moments are a little uncomfortable. Amen. But we got to be willing to let those moments happen if we're going to be an organism and not just an organization. Amen. Amen. We are living beings, amen. We are not just, amen, a, a structure, amen. We are built up, yes. We are part of the body of Christ as well. So we got to make sure that we are not just the building, but we are also the body. And so if God wants to move in whatever way he wants to move, amen, we just need to let him do it, amen. If you have your Bibles, the book of Matthew chapter 5, the beginning of verse number 3, it's good to have Elder and Sister Johnson back home, amen, from the burning hot state of Arizona, it's a little cooler weather, in Jesus' name, book of Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 3, you don't want to miss this weekend, make sure you take some cards with you, some flyers, and just invite people to the house of the Lord, you may have had many good contacts with people this week, and just believe we're going to fill this house up this weekend, you can't get people to come to church for any other reason, just tell them carne asada, that's all they need, that's all they need, amen, Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 3. for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men shall revile you and shall persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Amen. A lot of paradoxes right there. A lot of confusing things to our current society. I want to focus in on verse number 4. The Bible says, Blessed are they that mourn for they shall be comforted. Amen. I want to teach you, talk to us tonight on this subject. Blessed are the sensitive. Blessed are the sensitive. Would you set down your Bibles and let's lift up our hearts and let's pray all across this house. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you for what you've been doing in these prayer meetings, what you've been doing in our services. God, what you've been doing in our hearts. We're grateful for it, God, and I pray, Lord, that you would help me to take, amen, these concepts that you so aptly taught us, amen, help me to expound on them where we can put it in our hearts, metabolize it, let the word become flesh, become part of who we are as a people and as a culture, and God, I believe that your blessings, your favor is going to come upon this church, amen, when we apply these things, God, we give you glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name, and everybody said amen, amen, shake your neighbor's hand, tell them God bless you. And then you can be seated. Blessed are the sensitive. Now, as I mentioned before, these statements of Jesus are. They are counterintuitive to our present world. It was counterintuitive to the world that Jesus was walking in, especially in the religious setting that he operated in. When we read. Blessed are they that mourn, it stings us just as much as it stung them. This verse, however, is one that we often read at funerals, simply because it gives us comfort and solace in our times of grief. But of all of the paradoxes in the Beatitudes, which simply means the, the, what we should be, or uh, it literally means the, in blessed, the blessed, that means happy, amen, amen. Uh, this of all of them is the most dramatic. It is an astonishing thing to speak of the joy that comes from sorrow, the gladness that comes from grief, the bliss that comes from the brokenhearted. We do find this concept in the scriptures. In fact, we quote them often. It's a great form of encouraging yourself in the Lord. In fact, I would encourage you to go and read these and memorize these. Psalms 30, verse five. The end of the scripture reads, "Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning." Has anybody ever experienced that? <laughs> Amen. Have anybody ever experienced a hard night, and all of a sudden time changes, and as time goes on, all of a sudden you got some joy that comes in the morning when the light starts to break through the darkness. Amen. Ecclesiastes 7 and 3, the preacher writes, sorrow is better than laughter, for by sorrow, by the sadness of the countenance of the heart is made better. Amen. There's something that happens after sorrow and after grief. There's something that good that happens in the heart. It makes us Better. Anybody ever encountered that sometimes it is the most grief-stricken things and difficult things that makes you a better person? Thank God for that. Thank God that, that, that bad things don't make me worse, that bad things make me better. Amen. That difficult times don't make me worse. Difficult times make me better. Amen. I thank God for that. Isaiah 61 and 3, to appoint to them that mourn in Zion to give unto them the beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. In other words, we have a God that knows how to convert sorrow and turn it into joy. We have a God that knows how to take ashes, which is the remnants that you can't do anything with, and he still knows how to make beautiful things out of the ashes. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for a God that knows how to take, amen, the most sorrowful things, the most difficult things in my life, and he knows how to make beautiful things out of it. I think we ought to give God praise for that i think we ought to give god praise that he knows how to bring comfort out of mourning that he knows how to bring joy out of mourning that he knows how to bring praise out of the most heavy the most difficult do i have a witness in the house of the lord today that there's a god in heaven that you and i serve that knows how to convert the difficult oh somebody ought to give him praise here today hallelujah hallelujah amen in fact when we talk about jesus Isaiah puts it this way, that he is a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. I want to encourage you here today that God knows exactly how you feel. Hallelujah. Well, he understands how I feel at this moment, but I don't know about that moment. I want to tell you, the Bible says he was tempted in all points like as we are yet without sin. There was no part, the Bible says, that he, we have a high priest that can be felt with the feelings of our infirmities. He's not, a amen, one that stands off at a distance that doesn't know what struggle is like, that doesn't know what grief is like, amen. In fact, he was well acquainted with grief. He became good friends, amen, if we were to translate it out, with grief. He was a man of sorrows. It became a tagline over his life amen if anybody understood sorrow it was Jesus amen that was betrayed by one of his best friends he knows about sorrow amen that was that was given up by the people that he came to save and came to heal and came to deliver never did anything wrong and yet they cried crucify him crucify him crucify him I don't know about you but Jesus knows about sorrow amen so much sorrow that he prayed in a garden until it was as it were great drops of blood running down his forehead amen that sounds like grief that sounds like sorrow so no matter what you and i go through no matter what we mourn no matter what we face uh, amen we have a god in heaven uh, that loves us that knows exactly mm, i feel the holy ghost knows exactly what it's like somebody ought to lift up their hands and give god praise for that hallelujah Thank God that He knows about my sorrow. Amen. I think we ought to give God praise. I thank God that you know about my grief. I thank God that you know about my mourning. I thank God that you know about my heaviness. I thank God that you know about the ashes in my life. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. He knows what we are feeling. But I've got a question Is this verse today? Man, just something that we should see we should talk about at funerals. Is this verse, is Jesus just giving us a general encouragement? Is it another quotable that we can shout when we are struggling? Is he assuring us that sorrow will eventually abate? Is he saying to us, keep going? This too shall pass. Is he saying time will heal all wounds? I personally believe that would be far too superficial for a reading of the Sermon on the Mount. Because that word to mourn goes a lot deeper than that. That word means a loud mourning such as the lament for the dead or for severe painful loss. It is grief and sorrow caused by profound loss, especially death. Mourning can reflect an outward expression of sorrow. It is to experience the sadness or grief as the result of a depressing circumstance or the condition of persons to be sad, uh, even to grieve, to bewail, to lament. It is an action, amen, grieving, if, it, if you could, over personal hope, that dies this word means to grieve with such a grief that it takes possession of the entire being and cannot be hid from anybody uh, this morning is a constant cry towards God in a moment and from a place of absolute distress Blessed are they that mourn. Blessed are they that cry out when they are distressed. Blessed are they that have such grief that it cannot be hid from your neighbor. It cannot be hid from your spouse. It cannot be hid from other people. It cannot even be hid, amen, from your job or from your boss. It cannot be hid even from yourself when you try to tell yourself at night, everything's all right. I'm all good. It's going to be okay there's a grief that cannot be hid that's the kind of grief he's talking about it has been said there can be no comfort where there is no grief now let's talk about what Jesus did not mean Jesus did not mean blessed are the grim cheerless Christians (laughs) blessed are those that walk around with a frown on their face blessed are those that look like they sucked on a lemon for six months Blessed are those that just have grumblings and complaints. He is not calling you and I to attend an eternal funeral in our spirit and on our faces. He's not talking about you and I walking to home. What's wrong? I'm a Christian. I got to go to church. No, 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 no. That's not the morning he's talking about. That's not what can that's not what cannot be hid from people. In fact, somebody said, uh, you know, I was. In the south, and they said, well, you can always tell the Pentecostals at the mall. And some preacher said, how do you know? He said, it's the one with the frown on the face. (laughs) Let that never be said of us. Amen. So God is not telling us, blessed are the cheerless. Blessed are the grim. Blessed are the pessimistic. Blessed are those that, amen, just wear black in their spirit. Amen. And everything's in mourning. It's, It's not talking about that. Also, our Lord did not promise. Blessed are they that moan and complain. For they shall be comforted. He never said that. Uh, But he instead said, Blessed are they that mourn. When we carry some burden that brings tears to our natural, our natural response is to complain, to moan, to question God's wisdom, his benevolence. Amen. But I want to tell you that God is still in control. God is not saying, blessed are those that moan and complain and those are the ones I'm going to comfort. He said, but blessed are those that mourn and those that have that mourning that can be seen by all are the ones that I'm going to comfort. Amen. Jesus is doing an internal glance for everybody in that meeting. Amen. Preaching the greatest sermon that's ever been preached. He's not talking about the external mourning. He's not talking about, amen, as he talked about in Matthew chapter 6, those that, amen, appear to fast. Amen. That look, amen, as if there's a change in their heart, but there's not actually a change in their heart. Amen. He's talking about the internal man. Jesus is speaking about life in the kingdom of God. Amen. The poverty that we talked about last week, amen, that he describes is a poverty of spirit, not of pocket. Amen. Similarly, he is talking about the grief, amen, that is in a man's spirit. His spiritual brokenness, if you will. Jesus is relating this blessedness or happiness. Does anybody want to be happy? I want to be happy. Amen, I feel like I'm up there, amen, at some TED Talk. Amen, anybody want to be happy? It's, a, it's an inspirational. But I want to tell you, if I, t- if I told this at a TED Talk, ain't nobody going to be happy. Amen, happy are those that mourn. Happier are those that are poor in spirit. Amen. That's literally what it's saying. Amen. Uh, if there's people in this house that want to be happy, amen, he said that the blessedness or the happiness, amen, is somebody who is in severe grieving in their spirit that cannot be hid from anybody else. Something most of us have, all exp- have experienced at one time or another. Grieving. Anybody ever grieved? If you have not grieved, and I'm not talking about uh, you 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 lost you know you lost your cupcake because it fell on the floor. Talking about you lost somebody you love, you had a relationship fall apart that you cared for something that you that you know is irreplaceable. I want you to notice what Jesus is doing in every one of these. He is bringing a human experience that we all can relate to. Amen. He's talking about the kind of grieving, the kind of mourning that some of us have experienced or some of us will experience, if not once, but multiple times in life. Amen. For those of us that have grieved, I want to tell you, it's not comfortable to grieve. Hallelujah. In fact, it's one of the most uncomfortable things that you and I could ever do. Amen. Out of all of the human expressions and all of the human emotions, I would say, amen, having experienced it myself, that grief is the most untamed. It is the most, you cannot lock grief up. Hallelujah. There's people that try to lock grief up, but it will come out. I'm not talking about the the, the 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 just a little bit of grief. I'm talking about that severe grief of knowing you'll you will not be reunited, uh, amen. Uh, this side of heaven, that you will not have a conversation again, that you will not talk to that person again. I'm trying to relate it to where it is in the natural, so you can see how it is in the spiritual, amen. There, that that feeling that you will never see them, amen. This side of heaven, you will never encounter, you will never hug, you will never touch, uh, you will never talk, you will never have another interaction. Uh, that kind of grief that causes you and I to cry out, amen, in, in the Bible, it would put it this way, groanings that could not even be uttered. Uh, there are moments in life where we face that in the physical, where we can't even utter the right words, uh, amen. I want to tell you what that is. Uh, that's mourning, uh, that's grief, uh, and that's what Jesus is saying, uh, the mourning of the Spirit where you are brokenhearted. Anybody ever had their heart broken? You feel like you'll never put it back together. Proverbially, Humpty Dumpty sitting on a wall. Nobody, not the king's horses, not the king's men, could put it back together. Jesus is saying, Happy is that person that in their spirit is mourning. Because that person is vulnerable, that person is broken, that person is sensitive whether it be sensitive to their sinful condition where they they come to a place of repentance or sensitive to the moving of God's presence, we are called, amen, we are blessed and we are called to be sensitive, amen, in our spirit before God. You'll never find a greater happiness in your walk with God, amen, than being sensitive. Hallelujah. I know sensitivity. Amen. I'm talking to those that have grieved. You don't have to say much, and they start breaking down in tears because a memory comes across their mind, and they start thinking of that individual or the times that they could have had or the things they lost. Amen. So it is when somebody is mourning in their spirit. It doesn't take much for the tears to begin to flow down their face when they think about the presence of God. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take three weeks. And the treaties—it doesn't take fifty altar calls to get them to come and repent with their mourning in their spirit. They're broken. They're sensitive, and they say, "God, I gotta have you." You're happy if you're vulnerable. You're happy if you're broken in spirit. You're happy if you're sensitive in your spirit. You're living a blessed life. Somebody y'all lift up their hands, and let's pray. Come on. Come on, blessed are you if you're sensitive towards God. If you can be sensitive to the moving of his spirit. Oh, somebody pray. Come on, God's calling us to be more sensitive, church. That's why God's been moving like he's been moving. Amen, I believe God's wanted to do this for a long time, but it comes down to a church that says God will be sensitive. We'll mourn our spirit. Amen, we will move with it. It doesn't take a whole lot. You don't have to push us. You don't have to do a whole overhaul, but God, just move a little bit, and just one breeze. It doesn't have to be a great, rushing, mighty wind. Just a little breeze of your spirit is all it's going to take for me to break down. All it's going to take is because I'm sensitive. Amen. sensitivity in our world today is frowned upon. Now, there's a lot of sensitive people in our world still frowned upon. But especially in Jesus's day of an honor culture, it was frowned upon. Have you ever heard this, men? Stop crying. You're a man. Man up. As if to say, Human emotion is below you as a man. Let me talk to the man for a moment. Human emotion is not below you. You are blessed if you can break. Now listen, I... I'm as logical as they come. I don't get a whole lot of emotions. You can ask my wife. It's like a, she like talking to a cardboard sometimes because I just, I'm just dry. I don't have a lot of emotions. Amen. But I, I, I promise you this. It doesn't take very long in the presence of God for the emotionless unsensitive to become sensitive listen if you stub your toe you shake it off and move on praise God you're a good man but I want to tell you if you are in the spirit and it doesn't move you uh, Amen. you're not truly being the man of God that you need to be Because if there's anything that should move us, it should be the presence of God. It should be our love for God. It should be our love for the things of God. Blessed are you that mourn. Blessed are you that cry out into distress. Blessed are you that are sensitive to the moving of God. We've been told a lie that emotion is wrong. Now listen, I'm not talking about being overly sensitive in the flesh. Because that is not a blessing. That's where you get a generation that they call snowflakes. And trust me, it's not talk about the age because I know I know there's a lot of older people that are snowflakes. Amen. Not just younger people. Amen. You say one thing, they get offended, and they just they just, they just, don't want to talk to you anymore. Amen. I, I know that it is. I have grandparents. Amen. Uh, you know, so, so there is that. It's not just an age. Amen. But it is a cultural shift that has happened in America where people are overly sensitive in the flesh. That's where you are easily offended. You get bitter about everything. Somebody's, somebody's always tap dancing on your toes. Amen. There's a, there's a phrase they came out with in this generation called microaggressions. How ridiculous that is. We're now looking at the micro. Uh, I've got enough macro aggressions, I don't need the micro ones. I've got enough big things, amen, to worry about that I don't have to worry about the little things. But that's that's what happens when you have a generation that's full of bread. I'm not talking about carbs, amen, That's that got fullness, idleness of time, amen, they're just so filled up on everything else, and we'll talk about that at another time, amen, that now they've got to look towards little things. I want to tell the church, you've got to be careful not to be overly sensitive in your flesh. Because if you're in church and you're overly sensitive in your flesh, everybody's going to offend you and you're going to have to pray through on a daily That is not what Jesus is saying. Uh, Jesus is talking about the internal man. Amen. That he said you are blessed uh, if you can cry out in your spirit and your spirit is in a constant state of distress just like we talked about last week. You realize that in your spirit uh, you are dead broke, can't pay the bills and you need God to make it through another day. It's the same thing. It's as if in your spirit you're always at the funeral and you need God to help carry you through with a piece that passes all understanding and every day you need God to lift you up and help you get through why because I'm sensitive to the moving of God's spirit and when you feel God moving you cry out just like Bartimaeus he was he was mourning in his spirit I'm tired of being blind I'm tired of being broken Jesus thou son of David he was mourning have mercy on me which means to cry out He was sensitive. He couldn't see, but he could feel. He couldn't see, but he could hear. He couldn't see, but he could walk blindly to where he heard Jesus was. I am concerned. I am concerned amen. that in the church we are losing our sensitivity. We're sensitive in the flesh to everything we don't like, but when the Spirit of God is moving, we remain unmoved. God help us, amen, when God is moving, I want to move with him. There was only two requirements of the children of Israel when they came out of bondage. Number one, pick up manna. That means read your Bible, amen, get in the presence of God. That's the only requirement God had for them. The second requirement was every time you see me moving the pillar of cloud or the pillar of fire, you got to move with me. There is no worse Christianity, there is no more difficult Christianity, amen, than being in a church where God is moving and you remain unmoved. You will hate living for God. I I, I said this before, but amen, if you don't want to catch on fire, you're in the wrong church. If you want to remain comfortable, you will not be comforted. that again if you want to remain comfortable in your flesh you will not be comfortable when you are mourning when you are grieving it's an uncomfortable process and when you are in your spirit mourning and grieving and crying out amen in a place of distress it is uncomfortable amen but there's something that happens when you are uncomfortable in your spirit amen you can't stay where you are and God says don't worry because you refuse to be comfortable in your flesh I will comfort you Thank you because you allowed yourself to be in this place of mourning and of crying out in distress and being sensitive to the moving of my spirit. Amen. God said I'm going to go to those, amen, that are reaching out. He said if you draw nigh unto me, amen, sensitive he will draw nigh unto you. There's something that happens when there's an ebb and a flow of the spirit where God starts moving and the people start moving. Where God's presence is going and the people's presence starts moving what's happening you're being sensitive to the spirit somebody lift up your hands and let's pray oh let's pray all across this house you're blessed if you can be sensitive you're blessed if you can be sensitive in your spirit doesn't take a whole lot when you have somebody grieving you just remind them of one memory, tears start flowing. You could tell when somebody's lost their first love. You start talking about Jesus, the things of God, doesn't matter anymore. But you could tell. You find somebody that's got a, their mourning in their spirit. They're sensitive in their spirit. You start talking about God and the things of God, they get excited. Something comes alive in them. Tears, if you will, start flowing down their spirit. They're sensitive to the spirit. Blessed are those that mourn. Amen. Means those. God blesses those that are sensitive in their spirit. Amen. This is all in relation to God. Next four are in relation to one another. Amen. It has been said a hard heart is like a stone. It can't feel much, if anything at all. Somebody once said it's a sad thing that a person can feel a stone in their kidney, but not a stone in their heart. God help us. If we get a stony heart where we're no longer able to feel because feeling becomes below us. Now, I don't feel that in this house. I feel like God's been doing a great work. I'm teaching this for our future, not for our present. Amen. I'm teaching this for where we're headed, not where we are. Amen. I feel like God's been moving and we've been moving with God. And I believe if we keep doing that. God's going to keep moving amongst us. Amen. Amen. One who is mourning biblically is sensitive to the spirits prompting. Why? Because they are already realized that they are poor in spirit. They are impoverished. They must be sensitive to God because they have nothing else. They are mourning in their spirit. Spiritually speaking, it's as if they're going to a funeral and they've lost everything else what they lose. Everything else they used to rely on. I'm poor and I'm at a funeral in my spirit the biblical concept of mourning is recognizing a need and then presenting that need to God, the God of all comfort. Uh, amen. When you have no needs, you don't have to come to God. But when you are in mourning, you realize no one else can comfort me but God. Uh, when one is in desperation, when one is in opera- oppression, when one is in loneliness, when one is in bereavement, when one is in discouragement, when one is in anxiety, when one is in earnest desire, uh, when one is in devotion when one has a need they present it to the God of all comfort and God of all comfort commissions his spirit the comforter which is the Holy Ghost and God's spirit comes amongst us and he paracletes he comes alongside us where we didn't have the strength I'm mourning I don't have the strength to carry me through I've lost something I don't have it anymore and God comes alongside us and he puts our arm around him and he lifts us up i'm talking about redemptive lift i'm talking about god moving and us letting god lift us up the lifter of our head somebody want to stand across this building and lift up your hand when you cry out of distress when you're sensitive in the spirit amen you recognize god i can't do it without you I'm sensitive to you, God. It doesn't take much, God. Just a little moving of your spirit, and I get lifted up. Just a little bit of your comfort, and I get lifted up. Just a little bit of prayer, and I get lifted up. In my spirit, somebody pray. Come on. Come on. The greatest thing you can do for your family is be sensitive to God. The greatest thing you can do for your church is be sensitive to God. The greatest thing you can do for your life is be sensitive to God. (laughs) Jesus rebuked his generation because they were not sensitive or mourning in their spirit. Luke 7, 4. 31, he says, And the Lord said, Whereunto shall I liken the men of this generation? And to what are they like? They are like children sitting in the marketplace and calling one to another and saying, We have piped unto you, and you have not danced. We have mourned to you. We cried out in distress, and you have not wept. Jesus upbraided generation for a couple things number one unbelief and number two a lack of sensitivity to the spirit we must let our spirit stay sensitive to the moving of god we must how do we do that when god's moving don't miss an opportunity to move when god starts calling to you and god starts pulling on you to pray don't miss the opportunity because this is how it works. It's like a muscle. If you don't exercise it, it atrophies. It becomes weaker. That's how conviction is. If you don't exercise conviction, when it comes upon you, it will get weaker. And you will go further into sin. Because it's the Bible talks about quenching, quench not the spirit. And then the Bible talks about people having their conscience seared. There's degrees of people cutting off the Spirit from moving in their life. And they just slowly but surely, they just cut off a little flow. They cut off a little more flow until there's no circulation left. And then they cauterize it. You know how that works? The devil shows up in the church and like the frog in the water, just starts turning up the heat a little bit. And man... For a minute there, it's like being in a hot tub. It's comfortable, man. This is great. Coming to church and I'm comfortable. Praise God. Had great service on Sunday. And he just turns up that heat a little more of comfort. And then the Bible talks about the distractions of life, the weeds that choke out the word. What's happening is cauterizing your sensitivity to the word. And service after service, message after message, you hear it, but it no longer affects you like it used to. What's happening? You're cutting off the circulation. Every time you don't go to the altar, you're cutting off the circulation. You're not going to the altar because you have because you're guilty of anything? You're going to the altar because you're saying, "God, I want to be sensitive." Every time worship happens and you don't move, you're cauterizing the spirit. You're quenching the spirit. And it's not for God. He doesn't need your worship. You and I need to worship. Because we will worship something, we will worship somebody, and it might as well be him and not me. So God comes by and he offers us an opportunity, he moves. And God's merciful, he will keep trying. He will keep moving, he will keep trying, he will keep trying, he will keep trying, trying. but we keep pushing him off. Next week, next month, next year. The funerals today, folks, come on, the funerals today, it's not next week. The funeral is right now. The funeral is tomorrow. The funeral is the next day. Amen. That's when you cry out. The distress is not when you are broke. Amen. It's easy. I I, I understand. It's easy when we are physically broke and we are physically struggling to come crawl ourselves on the altar. But spiritual maturity, happiness really comes, amen, from those that recognize uh, you might have a nice car and a nice house. But in my spirit, amen, it's as if a funeral is going on. I'm in distress. And I need. I need thee, oh, I need thee, I can't make it without you. And God moves, and it's like the first time He moved on you. And God's Spirit moves next week. Oh, God, it's like the first time He moved on you. (laughs) Keeping that spiritual sensitivity is is a challenge and a struggle for all of us. But it's like a muscle, you keep working it out, God moves. I'll never forget, I first got saved. I was in my room. All I had was preaching tapes, a Bible, and that's it, and a bed on the floor. And I remember getting kind of bored, and I didn't want to do that anymore. And I just kind of sat around. This was before cell phones. I don't have anything else to do. And, and, and I, felt a, I felt a call to pray. I thought, man, I've already done as much of this as I can today. I'm not going out in the living room watch television with my parents. Isolate myself in here. I felt a call to pray. And I'll be honest with you. I didn't do it. I didn't pray. Started falling in some things. But God's merciful and God started moving on me again. I want you to pray. I got to a different stage in my life where I started saying, okay, God. All of a sudden I felt that call to pray when my parents were out there fighting and throwing stuff against the wall. Now there were some external things that were causing me to need to pray. I don't want to have to go through a trial. I don't want to have to go through physical loss, amen, to get sensitive. I don't want to have to go through troubling times. And so I learned from that moment, whenever I feel God moving, whether I'm going through a trial or I'm not, I'm going to say yes. You know, the beautiful thing is, the more I said yes, the more God moved on me. The more sensitive I became to God, I, I, I want to help somebody here today. All it takes is you just say yes to God one time. Amen. And it becomes easier the second time. It becomes easier the third time. And you start walking where the devil can't hold you back any longer. Blessed are the sensitive. Let's lift up our hands and let's pray. Come on. Is there anybody in distress in their spirit? Come on distress and I'm talking about maybe maybe it's distress with the sin that you have in your life. You're not comfortable with it. You don't want it there anymore. You're distressed. Cry out to God. Amen. Be sensitive to God. And say, God, help me. God, forgive me. Maybe maybe you're recognizing tonight you've been comfortable for far too long. Be sensitive to that and say, God, would you help me, Lord? I'm distressed about my comfort. I'm distressed about the fact that I, I, I no longer feel like I have a need for you. I'm distressed about my spiritual condition and my spiritual apathy. God, I'm distressed and I need you. I, I'm in mourning and I'm crying out to you. God, help me to be sensitive. I want to open up this altar. Would you come? This is an opportunity for you, and this is an opportunity for me to say, God, if you are moving, I want to move with you. God, if you're giving me an opportunity to pray, I want to pray. If you're giving me an opportunity, amen, to worship you, I I want to worship you. If you're giving me an opportunity to be immersed in your presence, God, it doesn't matter what comforts I have in life, amen, those comforts won't satisfy the comforter will. The comforts of life won't satisfy me. I am in distress in my spirit. This is Hannah praying. amen. so she couldn't speak the words. She was in great distress of spirit. She was mourning in her spirit. She had a desperation and a need. I need you, God, to answer me. Come on, blessed are you if you are sensitive to God. And blessed are you if you become sensitive to God life may not move you trouble may not move you but please i beg you let god move you come on bills may not be moving you anymore marital troubles may not be moving you anymore because you got it worked out but i beg you please let god move you Please let the Spirit of God move you. Please let worship move you. Please let prayer move you. Please let Bible reading move you. Please let preaching move you. Please let altar calls move you until tears run down your face, until a shout of joy comes up from your spirit when he comforts you. Somebody pray in this house.
1: There's nothing worth more in the name Never of Jesus. Come on, we felt
0: it on Sunday. We can keep that going forward. That sensitivity. God, if you want to speak to me or through me, you can do it.
1: You're living home. Your presence. Sweetest
0: Come on. Are you in distress without God? Are you in debt without God? Are you in desperation without God? Be sensitive to that emotion and move in it. Come on, that's it. I feel the sensitivity coming back. Come on, I feel somebody's sensitivity coming back. Hallelujah. I'm not anesthetized anymore. Come on. It's wearing off, and I can feel again. I can feel again. My nervous system's coming back. I can feel them again. I can feel them again. again. again.
1: church let's pray all across this house of the sweetest of loves, hallelujah my heart becomes free.
0: come on sensitivity is not a when bad thing it's a blessing undone. it's a happy thing hallelujah mourning in your spirit crying out in distress distress is not a bad thing it's a good thing come on maybe it's distress of sin cry out God will forgive you Maybe it's distress of apathy. Cry out, God will help you and be merciful. Maybe it's a distress that you want more. You can't make it without it. God will give you more. You will be comforted. Come on, you will be assisted. You will be healed. You will be helped. Don't let it be an external thing that causes you to have this, this need. Let it be an internal mourning. Let it be an internal sensitivity. Right now, in the name of Jesus, somebody pray the Holy Ghost.
1: and Speak.
0: Lord, come on, let's pray in this house. The Bible declares that Jesus was present in the house to heal. Present in the house to heal. But not everybody was sensitive to the healing. Or that he was present to, in fact, heal. So not everybody got healed. Now, I understand not every service is going to be one of those ones where you're on the floor crying out to God like we had on Sunday. Those are awesome moments. But every moment in God can be something. Some moments are a call of repentance where from the pulpit to the pew we repent brother you got sin in your life yes I'm human sometimes most of the time it's not commission it's omission things I should have done that I hadn't done Right. sometimes it's a call of repentance and if we're not sensitive to it we miss it and I don't want to get so insensitive to the moving of God's spirit that I become Like Esau, who found no place of repentance. Couldn't find one. He wasn't sensitive towards where it was going, when it was happening, when it was available. I don't want to miss my moment. But then there's other times where God's presence is moving in. And and it's not that you've done something wrong. It's God, our loving Father, just wrapping his arms around us and just telling us Amen, how much he loves us. you got to be sensitive to those moments. Sometimes it's that feeling of victory. Why do we shout? Because it's A, in the Bible, and B, because we like it. (laughs) Amen. There's just times the Bible even talks about. There's a time for this, time for that, time for that. One's a time to mourn. And right after, it's a time to dance. All of that sensitivity is still mourning in your spirit because you're sensitive at the moment, whatever it is. I'm going to be as sensitive as somebody who is mourning at a funeral. Sometimes it's shouting. Sometimes it's dancing. Sometimes it's praying. Sometimes it's, man, I just feel to get in the Word. Sometimes it's, man, I need to get online. I need to listen to apostolic preaching. Whatever it is, man, just let God lead you. The Bible says those that are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. You want to know whether you're a child of God? Let God lead you. Let Him work on your sensitivity. And there's moments where You might be the only one. The woman with the alabaster box was the only one. She was sensitive to that moment, though. Jesus said, when I came into this house, nobody washed my feet, which was the custom of the day. Nobody gave me anything to drink. Nobody was hospitable. Right? God, don't let that be said of our church. You come in. We're going to take care of you. We're going to love you. We're going to worship you. Amen. That's all relating to that. But there was one woman that was mourning in her spirit, was sensitive to the moment and said, man, I'm going to get down. I'm going to worship him with my tears. Come on. It doesn't have to take everybody. But if just one person gets what I'm preaching about tonight, teaching about tonight, it will revolutionize your walk with God and it will continue to revolutionize the church here. How many wants to be sensitive to God's moving? Whatever you're doing, God, if it's a time of victory, I want to be be in the victory. If it's a time of battle, I want to be in the battle, God. If it's a time of prayer, I want to be in the time of prayer, God. If it's a time, whatever it is, Lord, I want to be so sensitive to the moving of the Spirit. If it's a time for tongues and interpretation, I want to be sensitive to that. I want to let God use the people in the church, amen, to speak a word over us. If it's a time of prophecy, God, I I I want the gifts of the Spirit to be in operation, amen. God, we want to be as sensitive as somebody who is mourning God, amen. So that we can receive the comfort, the paraclete, the one that comes alongside us, the help from the Lord. Amen. That the Lord is our help. Amen. Our t- our strength in time of trouble. Amen. Would you lift up your hands and let's pray one more time? Let's be sensitive, church. God help me with my sensitivity. God, let, let let the let the anesthesia wear off in my spirit, God. Let it let my feeling come back, God. Heal the leprosy that has destroyed the nerves in my spirit, so that I can feel again. So I can hear again, so I can experience again, God. I pray right now for this church, God. You're doing something special in this season. I have no idea what the man of God is going to bring to us this next couple weeks, but God, I feel it, amen, that you're in it, God, and you're going to do a work, God, and we're going to be sensitive, amen, whatever you want to speak, God. If you want to turn the boat, God, turn the boat, amen, if you want to bring a new dimension to our church, we will receive it, amen, with the sensitivity of the Spirit as one that mourns, God, amen, Lord. I give you you glory and honor jesus i pray for this church for this church body for all those represented god that we would not lose our sensitivity but in fact god that you would help us to redevelop our sensitivity god amen lord to strengthen our sensitivity in the spirit god amen whatever you're doing i want to be a part of it amen if you're blessing the season i want to be a part of it if you're healing i want to be a part of it god if you're if you're forgiven i want to be a part of it god if you're giving out mercy i want to be a part of it god Whatever you do in Jesus, in Apostolic Revival Center, in this city and in this region, I want to be sensitive to it and to be a part of it. In Jesus' wonderful name. In Jesus' name. Let's clap our hands to the Lord and give him praise. Come on, let's give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Shake hands. Be friendly. Love one another. Don't forget to grab a couple cards or uh, maybe some door hangers. and Just go and Spread through your neighborhood, the people that you meet. Amen. Uh, We're going to have a great service on Sunday. In Jesus' name, God bless you.